You are now listening to a brand new episode of Starfleet Escape Podcast, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, also known as the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Stand by for transmission. Welcome to the Starfleet Escape Podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where we escape into the Star Trek universe. This is episode number 22 and is being recorded on June 2nd, 2013. Today's topic, Star Trek Continues. I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. This episode is brought to you by America Joy Print Shop, official sponsor of the Four-Eyed Radio Network. For high-quality business cards, flyers, banners, cut vinyl, and more, visit americajoy.com. How's it going, Eric? It's, it's going. Yeah. It is a kind of cold day here in Chicago for June 2nd. Ah, <laughs> I don't so, like it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nearly ninety degrees here in Boston today. Then I am glad it is kind of cold <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sweltering right now. Uh, oh, but um, hey, it's uh, almost summertime, so I guess you yes, gotta it take it. So it's been a while since we've done one of these episodes. At least it seems like it. Yeah, I, I know we had uh, Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, and mm-hmm. uh, we did our commentary episode, and we released our supplementary uh, episode for uh, Voyager Endgame. And mm-hmm. I, I hope people enjoy that, because I, I thought that was a lot of fun, and I think that's something we'll uh, continue to do in the future. Uh, totally. Uh, we recorded that a while ago. Um, yeah, kind of, kind of as an experiment. We just did right. it for the heck of it. Yeah, I thought, I thought it turned out fairly well. Yeah, and um, if any of our listeners want to hear a particular commentary for maybe a specific episode or movie, uh, just uh, contact us through social media or our website and, and let us know your opinions. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah. So, so you're a, a bachelor this week. I am a bachelor. My, uh, my girlfriend is currently in Rome uh, for the week. Uh, so I, I have the place to myself. Yeah, it, it, it was pretty cool because last night we had a pretty late night session of uh, Star Trek The Game. Yeah, which uh, if you're going to play, play co-op because uh, single player um, was disappointing. But co-op, it, it's, it was awesome. I think Eric will agree. Yeah, I mean, this this is my first time playing it, and... Um, playing with with someone and not experiencing the AI glitches was a lot of fun. I mean, we were joking and uh, making commentary on the whole game, so it was a lot of fun. It, I, I think we got four missions into it, four or five missions into yep, it. Yep. Um, and like the last mission we did was probably the <laughs> longest one ever. I think we started eleven thirty, yeah. and I I mean we didn't stop until one o'clock my time, and that was just nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, uh, Two a.m. in Boston uh, last night, and that was uh, definitely a late night. I was definitely feeling it <laughs> <laughs> this morning, <laughs> <laughs> this morning, and last night because uh, there was one part of that mission last night where I was 
trying to jump and uh, grab onto a ledge, and I, for some reason, just couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know how many times we had to redo that like space jump uh, uh, yeah. sequence. I was like, if I have to hear that music one more time, I'm going to go insane. <laughs> but with that said, the music in the game is awesome. Yes, it is uh, spectacular. I I really love it, and I, I always get pumped up for for this new Star Trek music. I I find myself humming it, you know, just randomly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if uh, so, I, I I really like the game. I like walking around the bridge. I, I know we talked about the game previously, and uh, you guys did your reviews on it, but. I think it's worth it. I was totally geeking out last night. Um, oh, yeah. I got it <laughs> discounted at Best Buy, uh, so like for forty bucks. Uh, but yeah, I say if you can get it at a discount, it's well worth the money. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just a little disappointed I wasn't able to get any of the pre-order uh, character skins. Right, which I I didn't get that either. Um, but I it was not really a big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, uh, you're so, you're more of a gamer than I am. Yeah, I'm I'm all about the pre-order bonuses and the special editions and all all of that stuff. I like all the goodies and extras. So, right. uh, hopefully, they'll maybe release it as a separate download on uh, Xbox. Hopefully. All right. So, uh, since we're doing our our normal episode, let's uh, let's get into some news. Totally. Uh, so to start us off, uh, something that's kind of cool. Uh, 3D systems will turn you into a Star Trek figure for seventy dollars. Uh, so you send in some um, some pictures of your head, basically, uh-huh. and then they use a 3D printer. They print out your head and they attach it onto a, a TOS body. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I, I've seen this type of stuff before. Um, I know for. There was a period of time when um, Microsoft partnered up with this company, and you could download your avatar um, and turn your uh, Xbox avatar into like a 3D print, just similar to this, like a, like a figure. Okay. Uh, I know they since discontinued the service, or whatever company that was doing it discontinued. But I, I think we'll see more of this type of stuff in the future as 3D printing becomes more popular. Right. And uh, that seems to be the, the trend lately, um, 3D printing. I feel like I hear it in the news all the time. Yeah, and e- even at my work, it's becoming um, something in the industry that's you know up and coming and is probably going to change the way that you know, we do things in the future. Yeah. I think there'll be a point where a three D a three D printer will be in every home. Right. Um probably within the next ten years, I would say. Yeah, and, and this is virtually a uh home replicator. Yeah, yeah. That that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm 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 excited to see what, what the future brings for this type of technology. Right. But hey, if I can get a Star Trek figure of me in in original series, why not? Yeah. Yeah, why not? If, if I had the extra money to blow, I, I think this would be something I would get. Why not? Yeah, totally. Um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to spend the money personally, but yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if I could, I, I would. Yeah, if you could get, if you had the money to get every Star Trek thing imaginable, <laughs> uh, I know I would. <laughs> totally. Uh, next, uh, we have personal Star Trek emails. Now, have you seen this? I, I have not seen this. 
So it runs about $15 a year, and it includes a spam filter, unlimited storage, uh, virus malware protection. Mm -hmm. uh, so you have uh, three different uh, domains that you can choose. There's toboldlygo.com, starfleet.com, and ussenterprise1701.com. Interesting. Is um is this officially endorsed by uh, Star Trek? Yes. Dot com. Ah, I see. Yes. Yes. Um, I first heard about it um through the Star Trek uh official Twitter account. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I already have spam filter storage virus protection. I've got Hotmail, Gmail. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know why I would pay $15 a year just to have a geeky um, <laughs> Star Trek name right. for my email. Um, I mean, I've I've gone by Trucky B47 for years and all my stuff, so mm -hmm. I feel that's pretty geeky enough. So <laughs> Right, yeah. Um, I'm with you on this one. Uh, and I'm not uh, too keen on any of these... Uh, domains anyway, except for maybe starfleet.com. Uh, the other ones I'm not really too happy about. Yeah, like why why can't I get at startrek.com or yeah. at ussvoyager.com or, you know, USS yeah. whatever. I mean, or vulcan.com. I, I don't know. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I, I know they probably had to register these and mm -hmm. you know, maybe that's those are the only ones they could get, but yeah, I I think the only one I'm really a fan of is is starfleet.com. Right. Uh me as I as well, me as well. I don't know. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, um if again, if you have the money to spend on a on another email, uh, I don't know many people that do um since like you said, Gmail, Hotmail, I mean those are all free services. Yeah, ex exactly. Um uh -huh. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't get it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I wouldn't even bother. Right. It would be interesting to see the numbers of uh, people who have actually uh, purchased one of these. I sh I should put that out there on the Twitter to see if uh, if anyone has purchased one of these. Put it on the tweets. <laughs> yeah. Um. So next, uh, the Audi S7 commercial with uh, Quinto and Nimoy. Uh, have you watched this? I I have not seen this. Oh man, it's hysterical. Um, but I did I did favorite it just now in my YouTube, so okay. I have to go to it. But um, what what are they doing? Um, basically, it's uh, uh, Quinto and Nimoy are are friends pretty much, and Nimoy is in this old older vehicle. Uh, Quinto is in this new um, Audi S7, and uh, they're kind of competing against each other in uh, various aspects. So it's oh, kind of like, yeah, the new and the old um, uh. battling. <laughs> now, do they, um, aside from having Quinto and Nimoy, do they reference uh, Star Trek in this, uh, or do they hint at Star Trek in this commercial? Uh, yeah, I want to say yeah. It's been maybe two weeks since I've watched this commercial, um, but I believe so. Um, I, I think there might be a needs of the many thrown in there. Oh, okay. 
Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out when we're when we're done here. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It's definitely worth the watch. Uh, definitely a laugh. Hey, I'm I'm all about Zachary Quinto and Leonard Nimoy. So right, oh, put, putting those two man. together is classic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, next we have here. Um, I want to say it's uh, Vodo Binds. Uh, we'll be producing Star Trek: The Wine. <laughs> <laughs> Available exclusively through uh, Vine, uh, sorry, vinport.com. Um, yeah, like White Vineport, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's uh, set to a limited production of 1701 cases. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the bottles uh, will feature one of three labels, uh, each displaying the handiwork of. Juan Ortiz, the man responsible—yeah, sorry—responsible for the monthly um, quartet uh, of Star Trek: The Original Series art prints. Uh, the, okay. the three prints on the Star Trek: The Wine are uh, the city on the edge of forever, the trouble with tribbles, and mirror, mirror. And these will run you uh, twenty-four ninety-nine each. I I might get one. Uh, why not? Why not? Wine not. Uh, I might get it just as a collectible. Um, I, I would drink it, but um, the because the artwork is 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 awesome. Yeah, I, I've I've actually seen these uh, prints before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's kind of cool. I wonder how they would taste. Um. I'm sure they taste fine, like any any wine. Any fine, fine. Wine. <laughs> are you a, are you a wine fan? Um, not really. I mean i I enjoy I enjoy more of the like fruitier wines. I guess I, like a I dessert know, I, wine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not a big fan of like a like a white or mm-hmm. red wine. I, I mean, they're 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 good. I I just have it very occasionally, right. but. I wouldn't mind breaking out a Star Trek <laughs> bottle of wine on some kind of special occasion. I, th- I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, totally. Use a uh, Star Trek glass to top it off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, perfect. I would, uh, you know, dress up, have my Star Trek cufflinks on. Uh, yeah, there you go. Star like really, uh, yeah, yeah. Glass it up out. a little bit. <laughs> Uh, it, it might be nice for a uh, Star Trek dinner party or, or something right. along those lines. Yeah, a few years ago, um, for the uh, 40th anniversary of Star Trek, I, I threw a big bash, and uh, this would have been perfect for that. Very nice. Very uh, nice. So uh, for the 50th anniversary, which is actually right around the corner. Yeah, the, um, the, the 45th was last year, right? Uh, you, you, maybe. Or forty fifth. Uh, I think it's the forty Oh, that was the forty sixth last year. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So in, in oh, three years, forty seventh this year. Oh, forty seven is big in the Star Trek universe. That is true. I swear we're going to do an episode on that. <laughs> yeah, we should. We should totally do an episode on that. On on the forty seven mm-hmm. phenomenon. But uh, yeah, maybe yeah for the fiftieth. That that maybe that would be a good for a good event. Totally wines, Star Trek wine, mm-hmm. some Romulan ale, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. 
That'd be that'd be nice to have if yeah. you can smuggle it out of the neutral zone. <laughs> <laughs> well, now with the destruction of Rhymeless, uh, who knows? It, it might be a very rare vintage. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, so I'm, next, I'm excited. I'm excited for this next one. Yeah, um, Enterprise charging docks for the PS3 and Xbox 360 controllers, uh, which will allow you to charge two controllers at one time and will run you $29.99. It's available at Star, on the Star Trek website. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. It has um, sort of like uh, a section of the saucer section. Um, it says 1701, yeah. Star Trek... Yeah, it's it's got like it looks like it's got the the bridge details on the base of it. Mm-hmm. Um, looks pretty cool. Although at this point, I'm hesitant to buy any more accessories for the Xbox since the mm-hmm. Xbox One is coming out later this year. Right. So, yeah, it's and, uh, and I don't uh, know how the new controllers. I don't think they're compatible. Right. So while it's really cool, I'm kind of hesitant to purchase this. <laughs> right, it's it's uh, definitely poor timing on yeah, the, I, on the I, part of uh, the Star Trek people. <laughs> hopefully they they release one for the Xbox One. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I'm not uh, exactly sure what the controllers look like for the Xbox One, but they're um, they look similar, but mm-hmm. they changed a lot of it. Okay, um, and from what I've seen of like the controller, I haven't seen much of it, but it doesn't look like there's a traditional like battery pack that you can take out. So gotcha. I I don't know. Right, because um, actually both uh, systems are the PS4 and the Xbox One are releasing later this year. Um, so very poor timing. Um, <laughs> But it's, I mean, not everyone's going to run out to buy the new systems. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I know I'll probably be getting, be one of the first to, to get it, um, <laughs> the, the Xbox it. One. But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they're still going to be supporting the Xbox 360 mm-hmm. uh, well into the future. They're still going to be releasing games and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, if, if you're a big Star Trek fan and have a 360 or PS3, I, I would say buy it. I, I think it's right. pretty cool looking. Right. And I actually have both systems, have the PS3 and the Xbox, so... I could possibly purchase both. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> um, but I could. And uh, I mean, it does look cool. Um, like we said. Um, yeah, it's it's very slick and futuristic, as you would expect yeah. from a Star Trek uh, product. Right. Um. So next, um, I, I talked about uh, this with Eric uh, briefly, um, but there's a a new um, iOS game. Uh, called Star Trek Rivals, and it's uh, very addictive, um, and it's a uh, strategic uh, collectible card game based on Star Trek 2009 and Star Trek Into Darkness. Um, so per game, you are giving, given five random cards from your deck. Uh, each card has a number along each side of the card, um, and you play on a 9x9 nine nine grid, card grid. Okay. 
uh, you place one card at a time and try to capture enemy cards that are adjacent to your cards. Um, so depending on the the number, if your number mm -hmm. is higher than the adjacent card, you take that card. You capture it. Okay. Um, so and once you capture that card, it can start a chain reaction, and it will capture other cards um, adjacent to the one you captured, as long as the numbers on the card are higher than the card next to it. I see. Um, so you can upgrade cards and buy cards using latinum or credits that you earn by leveling up or purchasing mm. them with uh, real-world currency. And there's the kicker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the game is free. Um, I'm looking for uh, more people to play. Uh, so my friend code, if any of you want to give it a go, is RXDJCQ. All right, cool. I'll, um, I'll have to download this. Um, so these are all virtual cards, right? There's no right. physical card component to this. Right, they're all virtual. I see, yeah. I see. Um, I think that's a little bit of a missed opportunity because mm -hmm. um, when I think collectible card game, I mm. actually want to collect cards. Right. And it's kind of funny because one of my other fandoms that I'm highly involved in, uh, Power Rangers, mm -hmm. they actually, they're doing a collectible card game uh, this year. Oh, cool. And I've, I've actually been collecting all of the cards and they're physical cards Mm -hmm. But they also have an online gaming component where you can actually scan your own cards mm -hmm. into the system and use it. Um, uh, you can use the their app to um, help you in in real games. Oh, so cool. I I think it would be cooler if if Star Trek actually had physical cards with this. I I would mm -hmm. totally collect those. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, um, I mean, I, I have a bunch of Star Trek uh, training cards from mm -hmm. yeah, different too. runs. So, um, but but it looks really cool, though. I, I I like the interface. It looks nice. Yeah, the in interface is pretty slick. The music is good. Um, if it's, I think, straight from the game, uh, the game, straight from the movie. Um, so, does this cover just cover the Abrams movies, or does it branch yeah. off into the other series? No, just Abrams. Oh, Abrams! Yeah. <laughs> um, one aspect that I wish this game had uh, was it. the cards have pictures of uh, characters and other objects from the, the Abrams universe. I, I um, noticed that there's a Tribble card in there. Yeah, that's one of mine. <laughs> of <In> course. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it says um, what they are in a name, but that's it. I really wish that you could, like a physical card, turn it over and read more about the object. Oh, yeah, like stats or yeah. w what's it about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, if if you're not doing a physical card, you can pretty much do anything with a virtual one. So, right. yeah, I, I think that might be another missed opportunity. Like, to, yeah. if you tap on a card, you get more information of the character. I think that'd be really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, because, I mean, it has... Um, one of the higher cards is Admiral Marcus. Oh, wow. Um, uh, so the, the douchebag card. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> 
Um, something about being an admiral in Star Trek. Uh, we kind of talked on about that last time. Or, or, or a Commodore. Like, or a Commodore, yeah. Crazy flag, Commodore. Yeah, flag officers, man. Um, <laughs> they go nuts. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it would be cool to have some backstory on Admiral Marcus. Uh, they have one of the cards is a uh, escape pod from uh, the one that uh, Kirk was ejected from. Uh, oh, okay. In the first movie, yeah. that's one of the cards. So, you know, some statistics on the escape pod, like its range or, you know, something like that, I think that would be cool. Yeah, it would be interesting, and it, it would be cool to have, like, maybe biographical information that mm-hmm. um, maybe the movies didn't fill in. Right, so, you know. exactly. And there are uh, Romulan characters here from the first movie that I don't remember, and they kind of look like some of them are CGI characters, so not an actual person from the movie, but maybe a character in the background. Oh, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, now I definitely want to check this out. <laughs> yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, definitely worth it. Um, can you see the cards uh, larger in the interface? Like, can you see the cards, like, full screen? See the pictures better, um, or no? No, I don't believe I've been able to... No, no. I don't know how this looks on a... Uh, I have the iPad 2 um, with this, so I don't know how um, this looks on a smaller screen, like a iPod or an iPhone. Yeah, I've got I've got an iPod Touch, so, so yeah, it might look smaller. I, yeah, I was just concerned that I wouldn't be able to read anything, but... Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll download it and give it a give it a try. Yeah, I mean it's a free game. Yeah, why not? I, I like free. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of continuing with this uh, gaming gaming <laughs> uh, trend here. Uh, Xbox three wow, Xbox three sixty <laughs> users uh, can now outfit their avatars with Star Trek: The Next Generation uniforms, T-shirts, Geordi's visor, and complete alien uh, makeup of the Borg and uh, Klingon. Well, I do have some extra Microsoft points, so mm. <laughs> I think I might get uh, one of the TNG uniforms. Yeah, um, I was considering it. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I'm kind of stingy on these points. Uh, yeah, I know. I, I am too. And especially these Avatar things, they, they really don't matter, especially right. with the uh, Xbox dashboard update last year. Like, mm-hmm. not a lot of people see your Avatar anymore except when they're browsing their friends list. Right. So... Yeah, and I, I still don't know how the Xbox One is going to handle avatars. They say they're going to be included, but you know who knows if this stuff carries over. So right. I, I, I may spend a little bit of money and get one of the uniforms, but yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get everything for these. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I think the T-shirt um, version of the of the uniform that they have uh, is only 80 Microsoft points. Oh, that's that's not too bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. The, I think the full uniform is. Uh, it's like standard. It's it, yeah. It's probably their one sixty. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the the Borg makeup is probably something like two forty or two sixty, yeah. like they do. Yeah. Right. And that's like a full full on thing. And yeah, they got the whole costume and. Yeah. 
Which is cool. I, I mean, I, I tried it on. I, <laughs> <laughs> right, you previewed it. Yeah, I previewed it, and it was cool. Um, I, ju I just don't know. Uh, I'm not going to do it. Uh, maybe I'll do it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> maybe I'll do it. Uh, maybe I'm not going to do I, it. I don't, I don't plan on getting the Xbox One anytime soon, so uh, I, might, I might just go ahead and do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I'm probably going to get one of the T-shirts. Yeah, and then you can just put on black pants and be like, oh, uh, springtime, uniform. Uni springtime uniform. uniform. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so next up we have um, Power A has just introduced a unique Star Trek The Next Generation iPhone cases. The cases are inspired by Starfleet crew uniforms and are made of a woven fabric on molded ABS plastic with a raised communicator badge detail. And they cost $29.99 each and are available at PowerA.com. I think these are so awesome. I do too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I love the fact that it's got fabric mm -hmm. and plastic. Like right. the... I, I'm assuming the uniform part of the detail is is the fabric part mm -hmm, of it. Right. But these look awesome. They do look awesome. I do not have an iPhone 5, but I want to get it just to have this case. <laughs> yeah, I, I know I'm going to be upgrading my phone soon, and I was thinking mm -hmm. about upgrading to an iPhone 5, mm -hmm. and th I, would, th I would get this. This would yeah. be my case. Th this would be it. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that the cutout for like the camera and microphone mm -hmm. makes it look like those are pips on the uniform. Yeah, it does. That is yeah. such a great detail. Yeah. And these come in uh, the three division colors, uh, command, red, um, science, blue, and ops, ops uh, uh, yellow. See, that would be a hard choice for me. Yeah. I, I, I don't know which one I would get. I might get all of them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I I think the the yellow looks the best, but uh, that's you know per personal preference. Yeah, and I I really like the blue because mm -hmm. um you know I I like the blue I like blue in general, right. but I like the security division more. So uh -huh. I, I I like the yellow one, right. and then I mean command red you can't you can't go wrong with that. Right. Yeah, you could buy all three. Yeah, I could. Ninety um, bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I might just get yeah. one of them. Yeah. It'll just be very hard for me to pick which one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I just went on their site, and it also looks like they have these. Um, they have Star Wars versions too. Oh, they do. They okay. have a Chewbacca case, <laughs> and it's 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 his. It, they've got fur, like it's fur. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's got, like, his bandolier thing going across it. Mm -hmm. um, and they have a Darth Vader case, and all of the details are raised. It's, like, the front of his suit with, like, the belt and the... And they also have a C-3PO and R2-D2 case, and both of those also have the raised details. These look pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I, I never heard of this company before, but um, they seem pretty awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, come on, it's geeky fun, and yeah. I, I I really like the raised badge detail for the next generation ones. They yeah. on their main website they kind of have a side profile view, mm -hmm. and um and they they look slick. I would totally yeah. get this. Yeah, I I think um my boss has been pushing me to get an iPhone, 
so I think this case is what's gonna what's gonna do it for me. Nice. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I went to their Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. And they Photoshop these cases into like the transporter room and the bridge, <laughs> like uh, like they're people. Oh, and, awesome! Okay. And that's that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, they've got they've got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. like and subscribe. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, so, uh, moving on. <laughs> um. I don't know yeah, this you, is this is almost like an extended. Would you buy it? Oh yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, basically, everything that I saw that <laughs> saw that was awesome. I was like, oh yeah, let me put that in there. Um, so, um, uh, J.J. Abrams was on Conan O'Brien uh, maybe last week or the week before that. I I don't remember. Yeah, I think it was like two or three weeks ago. I think. Yeah, and he he unveiled. Uh, the uh, Kambabak shower scene that was cut from the movie. Yes, I, I did see this. Yeah. Um, and it was pretty menacing. Like, that was the most menacing shower I've probably ever seen. Right. I mean, he looked really mad. And I don't know, obviously, since it was deleted, I don't know the context of, you know, why they're showing him or, or whatever. But, um... It was pretty funny because they showed it, and then Conan did a version, and it was like with like this seventies porn music, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing, and it was like the most. In but he had that intense, awkward look on his face. I was just like, "This is the most awkward scene ever with that music." <laughs> right. Um, Conan is awesome. Um, yeah, he is uh, a Boston native, uh, so he has my props. Um, and, and yeah, um, so it, it's it's a good scene. I, I think uh, Abrams mentioned that it was kind of like a counterpoint to them showing Alice Eve right. her underwear, right. which was pretty gratuitous because there was no context of why she would be right. really undressing. Like, can't you just change into your special uniform? <laughs> later. <laughs> and, <laughs> later or yeah. on the shuttle in like a I'm While sure you're the alone. Has, yeah I, yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah and I I know they showed Kirk all like half naked sex scene or whatever mm -hmm. but I I don't know yeah um yeah I that that scene I mean although it was uh not good to see um if you're a male fan or a uh, someone that enjoys the female body, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely did not need to be in the movie. And um, yeah, and I I almost wish they kept this Cumberbach shower scene in. You know, something for the ladies. I mean, come on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, stop thinking about Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> I, I can't. Uh, let's let's move on. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, Enterprise season two Blu-ray will be available August twentieth. Right. And I saw the cover for this. It looks awesome. Mm -hmm. um, it's got a whole crew shot. Uh, it it really looks good, and I think it matches with with the season one. Uh, cover where they're all kind of like the right stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Walking forward, um, 
I can't wait for this. Um, I, I know that since I'm getting, I'm, I'm going to be getting an Xbox One, and they have the Blu-ray. Um, and I mean, I already have a Blu-ray player right now, so there's really nothing stopping me, <laughs> except maybe extra money. Right. But um, no, I I think Enterprise Blu-ray. It seems like all the extras that they're doing uh, are amazing. I think mm-hmm. they just they're on this one. They're going to have a full interview, updated cast reunion, which which is awesome. I, you know, I, I love Enterprise and mm-hmm. to see the new features. I, I have all the seasons already on on DVD, but um, I'm definitely willing to upgrade because Enterprise was originally made for HD anyway. Right. So having mm-hmm. it full Blu-ray HD high resolution, uh, I think that's going to look pretty cool. No, totally. Um, I have a Blu-ray player in the PlayStation Three. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think I'll be getting the Blu-rays just because the episodes are available streaming. Yeah, and and I can't justify the price just for the extras. Um, yeah, so. I, I I'm I'm a little bit nuts though. So I mean. yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I I know it, it's definitely hard to justify um, buying DVDs or Blu-rays when pretty much anything is streaming now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in in the past, I've been a huge uh, DVD collector. I mean, I've got at least three hundred DVDs. You know, mm. and my brother-in-law has just like walls <laughs> of DVDs. It's insane. His collection's huge. Yeah, but. I know myself, I'm finding it harder and harder to justify buying any physical media aside from games and maybe a DVD or Blu-ray here and there, but it's very occasional. Um, I I think the only thing that is the exception for me is is Star Trek because it's it's a franchise I want to support. And actually having all of those... Um, in you know, physical media mm-hmm. is something that I want, and right. I I really enjoy Star Trek features. They they mm-hmm. always produce amazing interviews and in depth features for the universe. So, um, for me, it's it's something that I would get. So there you go. There you go. August August twentieth, Enterprise season two. <laughs> do it. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> Um, so now our, our, would you buy it? Actually the, our, this whole, um, uh, basically 40 minutes of the episode, is, uh, <laughs> would you buy it? But, uh, the actual, would you buy it? Um, so Anovos, um, has updated, uh, their, uh, Star Trek J.J. Abrams universe uniforms, uh, which are more screen accurate than their, uh, first generation of uh, uniforms that came out. Now, that's that's interesting because I thought their first wave was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a Novos um, over the past two years at conventions. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to Wizard World last year and met Scott Bakula, um, right. a Novos had a booth. And seeing these up close, they look amazing. Right. So the the fact that they made them even more accurate that's that's pretty cool. Right. And they they made them cheaper than their first wave. I love that too. Right. So yeah. <laughs> so it looks like the hero tunics are two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, the undershirt, which um. 
Cumberbatch, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever he, his name is. <laughs> uh, he wears one in the movie, and those were seen in the first movie as well. That's eighty-five dollars. Um, the hero's dress uniform, or is that dress or like the yeah, j- j- um, like a horror. Oh, okay. So the dress is two hundred and twenty-five dollars, and the badges are ten dollars, mm-hmm. and um, they are sold separately. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's still going to be quite a bit of money to purchase um, everything if you were going to do it, but it's but um, a lot of people spend um, four hundred to five hundred dollars on costumes anyway for conventions. So yeah, yeah I, yeah, I mean, there's there's people who dr- who spend close to eight hundred dollars to dress up as a Power Ranger, you know? Wow, yeah, and. And other Star Trek uniforms, people put a lot of money into uniforms. Right. So this is actually kind of a deal. Okay. Um, th- for that price, um, that's something I would definitely invest in. I, mm. I don't have a Star Trek uniform at all, mm-hmm. um, but I would love to have one. And right. I really like the um, updated Star Trek tunics for the movies. Right. I have a. I was Spock a few years ago uh, mm-hmm. from the new movie. So I have. I think it was a Ruby's um, uniform tunic um, that had like the built-in undershirt and oh, okay. uh, screen-printed um, um, badge. But but it looked good. Yeah, it looks fairly decent. Um, and that was that wasn't that much money. Uh, maybe forty bucks or so. That's not bad. Yeah. But I, I think for a screen accurate movie prop replica yeah. uniform, this is a really good price. Like yeah. really good. So I would definitely buy it. Uh, if I had the money, I would definitely get it. I definitely want to have it. I want. Yeah, I, I, I want this. <laughs> yeah. um, I want to go to a Star Trek convention and be like, "Hello, I'm Captain Kirk." I, I don't right, know. Right. Or Captain. Oh, what? you you saw the uh, those um, insurance commercials, those insurance commercials. <laughs> I think we, ta- yeah, we talked about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, um, we talked about it. Uh, I, I want to go as that captain. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. We got some action. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I I would buy it. Yeah. Cool. I would buy everything here that we've talked about. Yeah. If money was no object, <laughs> I would too. Um, so now. Yeah. So next the the topic of the show. Um, actually, Eric and I just watched this earlier today. Um, actually, me for my second time. You for your second time. Me for my one and a half time. Uh, uh, Star Trek continues Pilgrim of Eternity Yes um, Star Trek continues um, uh, debuted their first episode on May 24th at 6pm in the main ballroom of the Phoenix Comic Con Mm. and it went online shortly thereafter um, last week sometime I, I think it was Saturday later at night Hmm. Um, I remember because um, I, I had to go up for, for my grandmother's funeral to uh, Wisconsin, so um, I was kind of chilling in the hotel room last Saturday, kind of getting settled in, and mm-hmm. uh, 
they had really good Wi-Fi. So this came on. It was a great pick-me-up. I, I watched Star Trek Continues. I watched this. And um, it's cool because the story picks up and continues uh, <laughs> the five-year mission of the USS Enterprise. Right. Um, actually, I need to ask uh, the guys over at uh, Socially Awkward Studios, our... Um um, that are also sister podcast. Sister podcast, also on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Uh, they were all at uh, this convention. I know, and I am completely jealous. <laughs> yeah, I- I'm gonna have to ask them if any of if any of them saw this. I, I don't think they did, um, but I'll I'll ask them because uh, they're you know Star Trek fans too for the most part. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, it'll be good to see. Um, or hear their perspective, seeing it live, pretty much uh, in front of. With I'm, the sure, I'm sure they'll mention it on maybe the 12A podcast or the socially awkward podcast or something like that. Right. Um, I, I hope they do because um, I think it's a great uh, venture. Um, the cast and crew are made up of passionate fans of the original series that work in the entertainment industry as, you know, actors, uh, production people, you know, they've, mm-hmm. and it's, it's kind of similar to, um, Star Trek phase two slash mm-hmm. new voyages. Right. It's, it's a fan production, but, um, a group of talented people come together. And, uh, I know with phase two and, and new voyages, they've, you know, been able to get actors, Star Trek actors from the past to mm-hmm. make cameos, um, to work them into the story in, in interesting ways. Right. And it looks like Star Trek Continues um, is going to do much of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So just a little breakdown of the cast and crew. Um, Vic uh, Mignana as Captain Kirk. I'm glad you put that in there because I would not pronounce that name correctly at all. Yeah, it's actually been joked about. He's um, uh, he's a big um, voice actor for like animation and anime. Right. I have a friend that's a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. Nice. Uh, so uh, I'll have to show him uh, this. He's not as big a Star Trek fan, but um, I think he'll like this. Yeah, and uh, Vic has um, voiced some of my favorite anime characters throughout the years. Uh, he's done mm-hmm. Edward Elric and Full Metal Alchemist. Um, I'm also a big anime fan, not, not just Star Trek as well. But um, Yeah, you're a huge geek. I'm a nerd. <laughs> oh, I'm basically. sorry. Basically. <laughs> nerd, I'm all of that. I'm, it's not a bad thing. No, it's not. Uh, no. I, I embrace... I embrace the geek. Yeah. Um. I mean, hey, I'm I'm on a four-eyed radio network. Come on. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're all nerds here. Yeah. Um. But I I've I've met him and seen him at um, many anime conventions uh, throughout mm-hmm. the years, and he is honestly, seriously, one of the nicest people I've met. That's not awesome. just not just in anime or meeting actors or whatever. He's genuinely an awesome, nice person. That's awesome. He he is he's great. He'll take the time to like just kind of talk with you and um really super great guy. Mm-hmm. And he is a huge Trekkie. Um uh, at one of the conventions I, I was at, he talked 
um, about his extensive Star Trek collection. He he's for serious when it comes to Star Trek. <laughs> that and, is awesome. Yeah, and he he's a great actor, um, not just with vo- with voice acting, but um, in TV and um, film as well. And he likes to do a lot of web projects. He was in a um, Fallout Three uh, web series called a uh, Nuka Break. And okay. he was really good in that, too. So he makes a really good Captain Kirk. I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. he. Yeah. Um, what, what I like about Star Trek Continues, um, I know for some people it might be a little jarring because they are playing, you know, mm-hmm. these classic characters that we grew up with. Right. And I think if you just step back and kind of look at it like Star Trek the J.J. Abrams movies. They're still playing the same characters, but I like that all of these guys play them closer to the original series, and it's not like they're parroting them. They're actually trying to do a really good job at um, nailing down the subtleties of of the characters. And there was... Vic was cha- uh, channeling some William Shatner here, yeah, yeah. And, and and in a good way, like his his posture, his manner mannerisms, mm-hmm. and even some of the speaking, like maybe not some of the more dramatic pauses that right. William Shatner is known to do, but um, yeah, I I was I was very pleased with with his portrayal as Captain Kirk. In, in yeah. this episode, yeah, and at some angles, I, I couldn't tell the difference. Um, from the right angle, he looks just like Wayne oh, Shatner. Oh my God! They have on their website. They have mm-hmm. they've did photo shoots that uh, replicate some of the older cast photos that we've seen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there's that infamous Spock and Kirk kind of looking up yep. at the camera, mm-hmm. and they imitated that. Uh, oh my God! It's it's really freaky. It's like yeah. really close, and yeah, in some instances you just kind of forget. And he is Captain Kirk. He's yeah. he does a really good Captain Kirk. Right, uh, definitely the best fan production William Kirk that I have seen. Yeah, and I, I'm not trying to down like New Voyages or Phase oh, yeah, Two yeah. or whatever. Um, I mean, they've they've been doing that since 2004. Um, oh wow! Yeah, it's been a long time. It it has been a long time. I mean, they were yeah. the first serious uh, fan production, and I really liked what they did. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't know. I Star Trek continues as really hitting it on the nail on the head for me with right. this. Um, Likewise, I. I I would watch this forever, like make a ton of these because this is awesome. Totally. Um, so moving on, uh, we've got Todd Herberkorn. Her uh, Her I see. Uh, maybe I should have yeah. pro- put pronunciations on all of these. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he plays Mr. Spock. He's a writer, director, producer, and actor. And uh, like Vic, he has done a lot of voice acting for um, animation. And he's another one that's a staple at um, conventions. That's cool. Yeah, so um, he's a pretty cool guy. They did us. He did kind of like this live Google Hangout thing uh, when 
uh, Star Trek Continues premiered. Oh, that's and I awesome. watched I watched a little bit of that, and he's he's really funny. And <laughs> that's cool. again, it, it seems like he's kind of cut from the same cloth as as Vic. Just kind of a nice guy. Nice. Um. So yeah, I liked his portrayal of, of Mr. Spock. I thought it was uh, pretty convincing. Um, yeah. Uh, like like you mentioned before. Seeing these characters betrayed by other people is jarring. Yeah, um, it is. So it, it, but once you, you know, watch it for a little bit and just kind of forget about the way they look and just concentrate on their performance, um, you get past that. Yeah, and and you get past that fairly quickly. Um, yeah, after the first fifteen minutes, and I was okay with it. But that first fifteen minutes, I was like, who are these people? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you you get a little bit of that, but yeah. um, I I thought his Spock was was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was, it was good. Uh, next we have uh, Larry uh, Nemechek as Doctor McCoy. Um, I, you you see him around the Star Trek circuit. He's a convention speaker. He's been involved and interviewed in Star Trek documentaries, um, and he's also an an actor. Uh, I follow him on Twitter. Oh, you do? Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good guy. Um, and for Star Trek Continues, they're, uh, they're like mini-episodes, they're uh, vignettes. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually had a different person playing McCoy. Okay, um, I've, I've seen that in the pictures, um, another McCoy, and I was like, who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I actually like uh, Larry Nemechek better. He looks okay. more like Bones, and okay. he's definitely got um, the he's definitely got the the subtleties of, of McCoy okay. as well. And um, I think he he does a pretty good convincing uh, McCoy. I see. I haven't. I didn't watch those um, little mini episodes yet. Uh, so yeah, and and the actor who was playing that McCoy in those mini episodes, mm-hmm. I didn't like as much. I I really liked uh, Larry Nemechek as as McCoy. He's I, I I'm actually glad that they changed that. Cool. So he's no oh. stranger to Star Trek. So were the were the little mini episodes filmed before this? Yeah, it seems that way because okay. um, one of the mini episodes is actually an extended ending of the Turnabout Intruder, okay. um, which was the last episode of uh, the original series, and okay. they actually replicate. Um, the last scene of the episode, and then extend the ending a bit. Oh, okay. And so it's like their bridge from the original series to their Star Trek continues. Um, and you can watch the scene, like if you watch the scene side by side, mm-hmm. they matched camera angles, they matched everything. Like it was pretty crazy. And then they extended the ending a bit to kind of have it as that bookend mm-hmm. bridge between the last episode of the original series, which wasn't much of a season or series finale anyway, since it was right. canceled. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point of Star Trek continues is to finish that five year mission with, with some new stories. Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome. I'm going to have to watch these uh, mini episodes. Yeah. They're 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 There's only three of them, but they're pretty good. They've got one cool. called happy birthday, Scotty. 
and um, it's Scotty's birthday, and then they get as like a birthday present, quote unquote. It, it's uh-huh. kind of funny, but um, but Starfleet uh, actually sends them new upgraded phasers. Okay, and. And and Starfleet didn't send them because it's Scotty's birthday. Right. It just right. happened to be coincidence that they were picking up this new shipment. Mm-hmm. And there's another one where we get um, kind of a funny uh, scene with uh, um, Sulu, uh, Chekhov, and Ahura on the kind of doing the night watch. Okay. And um, they all kind of sit in the captain's chair and kind of poke fun at Kirk a little bit. And then Kirk walks in, and they all scramble <laughs> to their stations. And and I, and I won't spoil how it ends, but uh, it's pretty good. And those mini-episodes are like three minutes okay. at most. So it, it, I think they were doing that to kind of show what they could do mm-hmm. uh, with with the sets and the full episode. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. So th- th- they're nice little mini-treats. Awesome. I'm, I definitely need to watch them now. Yeah. So continuing um, going down the crew list, uh, we've got Chris Duhon mm. as Scotty, the son of James Duhon. Um, uh, Chris appeared in Star Trek The Motion Picture in um, engineering in the background, and he was also in the transporter room for Star Trek 2009 and Into Darkness. Nice. And... Um. He is because he's James Zuhan's son. Yeah, he looks like Scotty. So uh-huh. right there, he looks like his dad. Yeah, but he nailed the accent and yeah. like everything, yeah. the way he spoke, everything. He is he's totally channeling his dad. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good rendition of of Scotty. Yeah, I I think. Um, I, I, I think he did a superb job. Yeah, totally. There was a lot of fans, actually. Um, I, I know in Star Trek, the J.J. Abrams, there were mm-hmm. a lot of fans petitioning for him to be Scotty in the movie. Oh, really? And um, not... Um, uh, Simon Pegg? Yeah, not Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, and actually, Simon Pegg... Um, has been very respectful to the Duhan family. He's invited them uh, to the premieres of the the these pictures and and actually helped uh, get uh, Chris Duhan as an extra for these uh, new movies. Yeah, I've seen some tweets back and forth between them, uh, between both Scotties there. Yeah, um, and uh, always uh, respectful to each other and. Um, um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that, but they're definitely respectful towards each other, and there's definitely a, a camaraderie. Uh, between yeah, them. and and I love I love Simon Pegg as Scotty. I think he's he's one of the best parts of the, of the movies. Hilarious, um, but Chris Duhon in 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 this episode, he nailed it. Yeah, uh, one of the one of the things with the Scotty from the J.J. Abrams universe, I feel he's too much of a comic relief and that might be because of yeah. of Simon Pegg's background in comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Chris's rendition of Scotty was definitely more dramatic um, and I particularly like that better than uh, the more comic 
Yeah, and and that's not to say Scotty in the original series didn't have his comedic moments. Oh, there no. are there are several scenes. Um, I I love his scenes in the Trouble with Tribbles. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I think it's great. Uh, but yeah, Scotty in in the new movies definitely is more that comic relief, and yeah, it it, it kind of irks me sometimes just that because mm-hmm. that we need a comic relief character in these movies. We, we really don't. Just right. the, how the crew interacted in the original series, the humor was natural to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I that's one of the aspects of the new films that I don't like is they kind of force that comedic relief for movies and all movies do it right yeah um but hey it uh it might be because we've seen simon Pegg in uh, a comedic role and maybe in like all of his movies pretty much and Mm -hmm. that might be uh influencing uh, how we see him that's true too and and i i love simon Pegg. i I love his movies um Mm -hmm. i i think they're great um, you know, Shaun of the Dead, uh, Paul. Um, those those are great movies, and and I love Simon Pegg and them. So yeah, I mean, we were probably clouded by his comedic nature. Um, but I mean, he can pull off dramatic too. Right. But I think Chris Duhon, especially considering the um events of this episode, since this episode is a sequel to um Who Mourns for. Um, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Adonis. Uh, who? Yeah, who mourns for Adonis? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's uh concerning the events of that episode and with uh, Carolyn Palamas and Scotty's relationship with her and and what happens uh, to her because of uh, Apollo. I I really liked his the dramatic tension from mm-hmm. him in in this episode. Yeah, totally. Next, we have Grant Imahara as Sulu, um, best known as being one of the Mythbusters. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you watch Mythbusters? I've seen a couple of episodes, and now that you now that I'm seeing that here, I I know who he is now. Yeah, <laughs> um, I I love Mythbusters. It's it's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite shows. And I really like Grant Imahara, so I was really surprised to watch this episode. I'm like, wait, is that? It is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, he's worked uh, for Industrial Light and Magic, um, doing special effects, model making, animatronics. So uh, I, I'm assuming that he must have helped uh, with some of the props and stuff for for this production. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but... I thought he was a pretty good Sulu. I I'm a little irked by his um I don't like his accent. I feel like he's forcing really? too much of Sulu. See, I thought that was one of the best parts. I thought his voice acting in this uh really channeled uh Sulu very well. If I close my eyes, I it's like George Takei talking. Yeah, I think um I think if I close my eyes, yeah, I I, I mean, I've, I think it's a great voice, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost the way that he's delivering the lines, like mm-hmm. facial expressions and stuff. That, okay. Like he's trying too hard to deliver yeah. it, where right. he could just play off the voice. Right. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I, I had yeah. no complaints uh, uh, other than I think that <laughs> it was a little scene. bit... The transporter scene was probably why I was like, uh, I don't like this. Yeah, no, I, I feel that, yeah. Because I'm like, 
I, I get it. You're trying to get that. You're trying to get the point across that you know you were suffocating. Yeah. But I thought that was too over the top, and I think I agree. I think that scene was. I was like, uh, maybe tone it down a little bit. Right. But but voice acting, yeah, it's he's spot on, Sulu yeah. George Takei, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I actually liked him in in the Night Watch uh, mini episode because. His Scotty is really good there. So the the, the only scene, and if is people Sulu? watch, uh, yeah, yeah, Sulu. Um, okay, you said Scotty or Scotty. My, my bad, Scotty, Sulu, all of them. <laughs> um, no, no. <laughs> but no, his. Uh, that's the only part that that really bothered me was that transporter scene. Okay, and people yeah. will know it when they see it. it, it I was <laughs> yeah, kind of like, I was kind of like, whoa, whoa, there, buddy, to turn it down a notch. Um, but no, I, I think it's really cool that, that he's doing this. Yeah, totally. Next, we have uh, Kim Stinger as Uhura. Uh, she's mm-hmm. an actress that has appeared in The Bold and the Beautiful and uh, several other productions. Oh, really? Interestingly enough, she played Uhura in episodes four through eight of Star Trek New Voyages. Hmm. So it's kind of interesting that... Um, I don't know if she jumped ship or they requested her because um, uh, New Voyages has actually had three different actresses portray right. Uhura. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I thought she was good in this role. Um, she has a beautiful singing voice, and I, I love the scene of Uhura singing. Right, and that echoes the original series, I believe she's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, it, it sounds like um, from an interview I read that uh, Kim wants to. I mean, she really respects the role that Michelle Nichols. Um, she respects the original role and uh, wants to continue that level of of uh, dedication to the character. Mm. So um, I liked her, but I, and this might be a minor nitpick for me. I'm mm-hmm. not a fan of the hair. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I I that was what was throwing me off about Uhura. Mm-hmm. I I want to see the Uhura bun. Right. I I, I want to see that type of hairstyle. Um, I agree. It, it that that was the only problem I had uh, with the character, and that's like a minor right. issue. Um, yeah. I, I I thought she did a fabulous job. Yeah, I think that carries over from uh, New Voyages or um, Phase Two. Um, she had the same kind of hairstyle with it down, I believe. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're going to do Star Trek Continues, maybe continue the hairstyles too. I <laughs> yeah. don't know. A wig or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, right. But that's so minor. It is, yeah. Very yeah. minor. Yeah. Um, next, we have Wyatt Lenhart as Chekhov. He's an actor, musician. He's the flight director at the Krista McAlfey Space Education Center. Hmm. And he comes from a huge family of Trekkies. That's cool. Yeah. And he did a really good checkoff. I, I thought it was decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not. I, I'm glad he wasn't overly forcing the accent. <laughs> right, because <Yeah>, <laughs> that's something you could easily do. Yeah, I think Chekhov is easily the Star Trek character that you. There's that thin line between parody and you're doing a good Chekhov. Right. That that's a very fine line. Right. Um, 
other characters, now that we're getting into the um, uh, past the main characters, we've got Michelle Specht as uh, Elise McKenna. Uh, she is partner, she's a partner with uh, Vic. I, I'm assuming that means they're in a relationship. I um, okay. Yeah. Um, she actress, also a, a voice actress um, in the animation community. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like this character. I I thought she was okay. I thought the character was okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I thought she was an interesting character. Um, yeah. Uh, she is the ship's counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was uh, brought on board the Enterprise, and they make a line of it of her being one of the fir- the first uh, Starfleet counselor on board a starship. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I thought, uh, uh, just as a side note, the reason why I paused there, um, the fact that she's a counselor, I thought that she was a little too emotional in the in the scenes, but that's minor. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like that she felt like a character from the 60s. She felt mm. like a Star Trek woman from the 60s. I see. Um, it, it was more of that dramatic... I, I don't want to give away the episode too much, right. but yep. um, she had this fine balance of like romantic and like perky, mm-hmm. but also almost over dramatic. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it echoed the original series in the sixties. Right. Yeah, um, and that's what I think is great about this episode. At least it felt like I was watching an original series episode. Right. The way it was filmed, the sets, which are unfreaking believable. It mm-hmm. it looks like they just like transported it from the sixties, like boop, here it is. Yeah. They they look exact. They even got like Scotty's engineering tube that he's yeah, always that in. Tube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all the details were there. Um so and and even the way they shot it, it looked like right. they were using the same lighting and filters. Yeah, it's um, the same aspect ratio. Yeah, as... it's it's yeah, it's not a widescreen. Yeah. And I believe uh, New Voyages is in widescreen, isn't it? I don't or, remember. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah, it has been a while. <laughs> yeah. But um, but the transporter effect, all that stuff, it feels like I'm watching an episode that was made in the sixties. Yeah. So I, I I like that her character is kind of like a throwback to some of the other female officers that we've seen on Star Trek, the original mm-hmm. series. Um, we also have Marina Sirtis as the voice of the Enterprise's computer. Yeah, and when you hear it, you'll know it. Because I, oh, yeah. I didn't know she was in this, and then I Me heard neither. it. And then I rewound it. I was like, wait a second, I know that voice. <laughs> I I had to rewind it too because I was like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, that, and, that was uh, awesome. Especially since we have what is supposed to be the first uh, counselor on board a starship, and then we have exactly. the first counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I, yeah. If you think about it like that, yeah. Um, and she's no stranger to. Uh, voice acting. She was um, Benezia in the Mass Effect game. Oh, I did not know uh, that. Yeah, she was Matriarch Benezia, um, uh, uh, Dr. Tassoni's mom um, in Mass Effect. She was Demona in the Gargoyles um, 
uh, cartoon series, which had a ton of Star Trek people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people know that by now, but uh, yeah, it was it was great because I mean you can tell it's it's her accent a little bit, mm-hmm. but it, it plays really close to um, um, Michelle Barrett, who was right. the original voice of the computer. Um, so yeah, I, I thought that was a great touch. Yeah, totally. Uh, another um, Star Trek crew member, uh, Doug Drexler. Um, he was uh, the paladin or um, the the cowboy uh, in. Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. he was he was the cowboy. Okay. Um, he is a Star Trek production designer and special effects, and he worked on Star Trek Next Generation all the way to Enterprise. Mm. Um, and he's got a great blog. Um, he's heading up the Star Trek season five campaign. So I thought it was really cool that, um, his, his, he had a cameo in this. That's awesome. And I have no doubt that he helped with the effects with like the enterprise. Um, he's done several, uh, uh, he worked on the remastering of the original series. So he's no stranger to, to, uh, new effects for the original Enterprise. Mm. And what I thought was the coolest thing ever, because um, if you're going to do an episode that is a sequel to an original series episode, which this is, mm-hmm. they got Michael Forrest, who reprises his role as Apollo. Yeah, that's pretty epic. It It was amazing. I was yeah. like... I was like, wait a minute. Oh my God. (laughs) It's him. And he, I mean, he's been an actor for decades. Um, Mm -hmm. He's, he's really good at what he does. And again, he also does voice acting. Um, He was one of, uh, one of the villains in, in one of my favorite anime series. And he's got that distinctive voice. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he, he was great, and I, I liked how this was a sequel for Who Mourns for for Adonis. Yeah, um, yeah. Th- this this episode was pretty good, and and it mainly it was because of his acting and mm-hmm. his his character. Definitely. And finally, um, notable uh, actor that we have in, in this episode is Jamie uh, Bamber as Mister Simone. Um, he's most known for playing Lee Apollo Adama in <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, um, the, the the new Battlestar Galactica, and it's such okay. a minor throwaway role, mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool that they got him to do this. Yeah, uh, and, I actually, I didn't know about this until you mentioned it. Uh, I yeah, I. And it's funny because his face is obscured behind that like spacesuit mesh. Yeah. So when I was first watching it, I'm like, God, that guy looks so familiar. And I, I actually looked it up on AMDB, and I was like, No way, it's it's him. And I mean, he's in like CSI and all this okay. stuff. Like he is an A-list actor. I see. So, yeah. so for him to to do this was pretty cool. Yeah. And it was such a small role. I. I think he was doing it either as a favor or maybe he likes Star Trek. And mm. um, well, well, interesting enough, Doug Drexler did do special effects for Battlestar Galactica, so okay. maybe there's a lot of back and forth and Hollywood connection going on for that. But I think it's funny that they have a character who played 
Apollo <laughs> in an episode that deals with Apollo. Right. Yeah, it's so pretty awesome. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. So now that now that we've gone through all the cast, um, I guess we're just going to maybe talk a little bit about the episode. Uh, yeah. Interesting things to note. Yeah, so um, one of the things I noticed um, from the from the shot of the Enterprise is, you know that sensor dome underneath the Sarsis section? Yes. Um, on the tip of that, there is like what looks like a little directional um, uh, emitter. emitter. Yeah. Oh. That okay. ca- that comes off of that, and uh, I thought that was a really awesome touch. I don't know if it's in the uh, updated. Uh, graphics for uh, the remastered uh, Enterprise or not. I think it might be. I'll have to check. But mm-hmm. um, at least they're acknowledging um, the effects um, mistakes that were in the original series. Because right. there were like phasers that would shoot from that dome, and you're like, what? <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, so now we know why. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought yeah. that was a really nice touch. And yeah. that just goes to show the level of detail that they're putting into this. There are a bunch of nerdy truckies working on this. Not right. not just the crew, but um the the actors as well. So I, I think it's those kind of touches that really make me like what's going on with this yeah. series. Totally. So we talked a little bit about the um, vignettes uh, uh, expanding the final episode scene, mm-hmm. and I, I think they do a good job of setting up what we can expect in Star Trek Continues. Right. Um, one of the things that I thought was cool uh, was the opening scene, the uh, the teaser scene, mm-hmm. uh, where it opens up and there's a <laughs> that, that cowboy, um, Doug yeah, Drexler. It- yeah, and um, he's pointing a gun at um, Kirk's face, and I loved that they had the the red sky cowboy um, uh, street that we've seen in Star Trek original series before. Right, like uh, we've seen that in a couple episodes. Yeah, that was a good touch. Yeah, so yeah. really good nerdy touch. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think it's cool that we're uh, seeing the beginnings of the holodeck. Yeah, and now they they end up walking through that character. Um, yeah, so we're definitely seeing that it's not as sophisticated as the next generation. Yeah, and um, Kirk mentions that he could smell the gun oil, uh, but that could just mean that it seems so realistic that he could. it was like he could smell it. Yeah, I, I think he said, oh, it, it, it looks so good I could almost smell the gun oil. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I don't think they're quite there yet, but it's, right. it's good to see that. And mm-hmm. um, I really like the primitive um, uh, holodeck grid. Right, that was and cool. It, and it had, like, in, in the middle of every intersection, it had, you know, what looked like one of those, like, clunky things that you see on the wall and, and throughout the Enterprise. Right. So it's, it's like a little touch like that that I was like, okay, these guys know what they're doing. Right, totally. <laughs> um, what I thought was pretty interesting, there's a line uh, when uh, Elise uh, McKenna visits Kirk's quarters Mm-hmm. And she mentions that Kirk was the youngest captain in Starfleet history at age 32. Um, I think that's 
that's a good continuity touch because it kind of accounts for what we see in the new Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Because we know Kirk um, never went to the Academy like he was supposed to because of the timeline. Right. But it, it matches up with what we see in the JJ universe that even though he's a little older, he still gets to be captain, a young captain. Right. So I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. I, I just hope that there's a continuity to the next generation with this mm-hmm. because they have someone that, uh, a female captain, that's supposed to be the youngest captain in Starfleet history in the episode Conspiracy. Okay. Uh, so I well, hope... Maybe... Go ahead. Yeah, well, maybe at that time in the original series, Kirk was the youngest. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I know. I just mean I hope that the character in Conspiracy is supposed to be younger than 32. Oh, I see what you're that, saying. That's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, and, and we mentioned McKenna is uh, Starfleet's first onboard counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that obviously ties into the next generation. Right. Um. Although, since the next generation, we haven't really seen that many counselors in other shows. Right. Um, But I think one of the main reasons that they had a counselor on the Enterprise D was because they were intended to do, like, really deep space missions. Um, And there's... There's family members on board. There's, you know, whole families on the ship. There's, you know, a couple thousand people that are in the Enterprise D. Right. So it almost makes sense for that kind of mission, uh, you would have a counselor. Um, yep. So it's it's interesting to see a counselor in the this original series. Yeah, it, um, I thought it was a, an interesting touch. I thought it was a good tie-in uh, mm-hmm. to the next generation. Um, and one of the reasons why I think we don't see that in Voyager is because Voyager didn't have a complete crew, right? Uh, uh, right. They were. Um, they had the majority of their crew, but um, I think they did have a counselor. But um, I think she might he or she might have got killed. Okay. When half the crew got killed. Right. Um, the Starfleet crew. Okay. So. Yeah, and I know Voyager was supposed to be... I mean, obviously they went really deep space because of mm-hmm. the events of the episode. Right. But I think their original mission anyway was uh, more uh, deep space mm. uh, exploration. Right. Uh, and then Deep Space Nine was a station. Uh, yeah, so they... I mean, they probably had people all over the place. Right. Maybe we just didn't see them. I mean, there was yeah. probably therapists on board or counselors. Yeah, sure. Who knows? Yeah. Like a, like a um, civilian practice on board. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I, I read that the uniforms uh, for this production were provided by Anovos. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look great. They oh, yeah, really they do. do. They look good. Yeah. Uh, the the only uniform that I didn't like was uh, the uh, McCoy's medical um, s- uh, short sleeve uniform. Mm. Uh, that's the only thing that I didn't like. Other than that, everything was great. Well, in the original series, McCoy had that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I just it didn't look. Oh, okay. There, there was something about it, and those uh, jumpsuits. Uh, there was something about those I didn't like either. 
Yeah, we've seen those type of jumpsuits in the original series before, like yeah. on, whenever they visit a colony or whatever. Right. But you're right, there is something a little off about them. Right. And maybe the replica just wasn't as as good. I yeah, guess. and those probably aren't from a Novos. Yeah. Uh, those are probably someone else tailored them. Um, yeah, but I, I, I thought they did a pretty good job uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, what, with what they had, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, the effects, the special effects are great. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it looks like a newly remastered original series episode. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's got that. It's got that mix of looking like it's from the '60s, but the effects are upgraded. And mm-hmm. um, so, what do you think of the of the story overall? Overall, I thought it was uh, an excellent um, script. Um, mm-hmm. The best, like I told you earlier, the best fan. Uh, story um, that I've seen put to film. Yeah, I I really liked it, and um, I think the problem with like Phase Two or the New Voyages, it almost seems like they they're like overly trying to connect it and really fan service mm-hmm. um, to to the original series, especially some of their more. Um, more of their cameos, which are more bland. Like we've got George Takei as an older Sulu, right? And I, I think that the cameos and the people here were subtle enough, and the fact that they got the original actor who played Apollo to continue that story mm-hmm. was brilliant. I thought totally. that was that was a great continuity mm-hmm. uh, without throwing it in your face. I right. thought this was a great sequel to Who Mourns for Adonis. Yeah, and uh, sort of akin to uh, Space Seed and then Wrath of Khan, where we have the same exactly. actor playing Khan. Um, it yeah. Was, it was good. Yeah, it, it, I, I thought it was really excellent. Um, he has some really powerful scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really liked uh, when he sang in the mess hall, and mm-hmm. it, it, it was kind of like that, like he was reminiscing about the past, and oh, it was just—it was really good. Yeah, and he was really commanding too, um, as as Apollo as he was originally in mm-hmm. in that original series episode. Right. So fantastic story. Uh, totally loved it. Yeah, I I give it um, two live long and prospers. If I could do that, <laughs> I would give it the same thing. Uh, yeah. So I'm just gonna do two thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Great, great episode. I'm really curious to see what they do in the future. Yeah, uh, totally. And if uh, if you out there have not seen it yet, uh, you can go to www.startrekcontinues.com uh, and you can watch it from there. Yeah, and um, because um, CBS and Paramount um, do not allow fan productions to make any money, um, you can actually donate to the series so they can continue to produce uh, more quality episodes like this at uh, StarTrekContinues.com slash Star-Trek-Continues-Donations. They really should make that shorter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, they have they have a donate button on their main page, so right. yeah. um, you you can click that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what they do in the future, and I hope Star Trek continues 
continues into the future. <laughs> right. And uh, like um, in one of our past episodes, I've uh, well, we've mentioned um, that they have a fan submission contest for a script. Yes. Uh, so if you want, you can go on their website, check out the details of that, um, see if you can submit something, and um, hopefully continue the voyage of the USS Enterprise. I hope so, at least for <laughs> the rest of the two-year mission. I think that's it for today. Okay. Thank you all for listening. And our next episode, we will talk about something awesome. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> oh, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we always do. We, we just don't know yet. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. Actually, what I was thinking what might be a good uh, supplemental episode is if we watch, uh, if we watch the, the original series episode that this is the sequel to. I like how you think, Aaron. I think yeah. we might do that. Yeah. So um, look for more supplementals and uh, more episodes uh, coming up from the Starfleet Escape podcast. All right. And until next time, I'm Aaron. And I'm Eric. Trek on. You have been listening to the Starfleet Escape podcast on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, where you can catch a new episode every other Monday. You can find us on the web at sfescapepod.com, on Twitter at sfescapepod, or on facebook.com slash sfescapepod. This has been a proud production of the 4-Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows on 4 Radio.com. Beam me up, Scott.